0: You are listening to Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. This is Episode 97, Empower Yourself with Powerful Decisions. My name is Jillian Faldmo, and I am the business and life coach for sound and energy medicine practitioners who want to turn their practices into aligned careers that point toward freedom, flexibility, and fulfillment. This is Grow a Thriving Practice Podcast. Hello there, you. How you doing? Where are we today? Are we in the woods walking? Are we doing dishes? Are we in the car? I always am so curious to know where I am with you Thank you for tuning in today. I am happy to be with you. I'm recording this on a Sunday, and I think Sunday might be my new favorite day to record podcasts. It's just, it's a quiet day. Um, I feel inspired. I want to talk to you, Um, and I just think about, what are you doing on this Sunday? (laughs) But we'll see. I kind of record podcasts any day of the week that I can find time. So, before we get into today's topic, there's two things that I want to mention. The first thing I want to mention is something along the lines of feeling self-doubt. I keep hearing this from practitioners about what is stopping them from either starting a practice or going after some other goal in their practice. And the answer is me. Like they say that, not me, Jillian, (laughs) but they say something along the lines of like, I just get in my own way and I ask more about that. What do you, what do you mean by that? What gets in the way about you? Um, Self-doubt. Okay. Really, really common. I just want to say that. And I also, every time this comes up, I let my clients know that self-doubt isn't necessarily going to go away. And the reason I know that is because I've had a practice for almost a decade now, and self-doubt still comes up. But now I know how to talk to it. So for example, today I saw a client on Wednesday for biofield tuning, and that client um, reached out to me last night and ask for, I offer a complimentary um, adjustment if, you know, things get kind of stuck in the unwinding process. So what that means is after the session, she had some anxiety and some nervousness, you know, old emotions coming up. um, And that lasted for a few days. And I tell my clients that if that lasts for more than a few days, to give me a call because I'll do a remote adjustment on them. And so that's what I did this morning. And my self-doubt came up as I was working with her hologram, you know, my self-doubt started to say, what the heck are you doing? You are in your kitchen right now with your tuning forks working through midair. Are you even doing anything? Right? And what I answered my brain with in that self-doubt was, you know, I've seen this time and time again. This self-doubt comes up. We try to talk ourselves out of it. And the client experiences something on their end. I know that there's benefit in there for them. And I know because I've seen it over and over again. So, my message to you today is that self doubt will not go away. But the more that you try to work through that self doubt and do your work anyway, the quieter that voice will get. It won't be that driving voice in your head. What will be the driving voice in your head is the one that says, I hear you, but I've seen this over and over again work, and I'm going to continue to trust it. The only way to get there, my friend, (laughs) is to practice trusting it. And how do you practice trusting it? You just move forward. You move forward in the face of self-doubt Yes, that takes courage. Yes, you have to deal with the rhetoric of your mind. But I promise you, it is so, so worth it. Okay, the next thing that I want to mention before we get into today's topic is the Turn Your Social Media Followers into Paying Clients webinar is happening this Friday, September 15th at noon Pacific time. and. The landing page is up. Go to JillianFaldmo.com forward slash get paid. If you caught this webinar last quarter, you can catch it again and refresh your memory on the strategy that I'm teaching to turn your followers into paying clients. If you've never seen this webinar, this is an amazing opportunity for you to learn the strategy behind building a successful, profitable practice. So go to JillianFaldmo.com forward slash get paid to sign up, it's completely free and we're gonna have the best time. Can I just tell you that I had my own mind drama around even having this webinar (laughs) this Friday (laughs) because, oh my gosh, all of a sudden, it's almost Friday, The 15th, what the heck happened? So when I initially announced um, this on the last episode, I, in my mind, I'm like, I have all the time in the world to do the marketing and all that. And it just crept up on me. School started um, and my expectations needed to be completely adjusted as far as uh, (laughs) first week of school. In my mind, I'm like, oh, this is glorious. I'm gonna have all the time in the world because the kids will be in school. Whoa, not the case. First week of school required making sure everybody was up on time, getting places on time. Just a lot of like mental work to coordinate getting to school, getting back from school, going to soccer, going to dance, birthday party, it was a lot. So I feel like a whole week went by in the blink of an eye and I didn't get to any of the marketing for this. So I'm kind of experimenting. I decided, well, first of all, I told myself I could either put this webinar off uh, another week and do the marketing for it, make sure everybody knows about it, um, or I could just hold it anyway and see who shows up. And what? here's the thing, here's what I'm kind of experimenting with. I'm not going to put it on social media because I'm testing the, um, what, what do I want to call it? Like the, I guess the quality of my email list right now. Um, right. So the whole strategy behind turning your social media followers into paying clients has to do with getting them on your email list and you want to build a quality email list. So here's my opportunity (laughs) to see how this works. I'm only announcing it here on the podcast and I'm going to be emailing my list about it and we will see what happens. I'm pretty excited and I'm not putting a lot of pressure on myself. I'm just planning on having fun. It's going to be great. Okay, so let's get into today's topic. We're talking about making powerful decisions. Now I know I did a podcast episode, I think it was in December, on making decisions um, and why we stay in confusion and why we avoid making decisions, right? And we talked a lot about uh, the worst case scenario. I want you to walk away with today knowing what a powerful decision is and how to follow through on that decision as well as why that is so important. So let's just start with thinking about some positive results that you currently have. Maybe you have a practice, maybe you are happily, happily married, maybe you're part of a community that you love, um, maybe you have pets that you love. What are some positive results that you currently have in your life? These results are all the effects of decisions that you have made. So what is a decision? The way I see it, um, and in the coaching program that I run, I teach the model. Um, The model is a five-step process. So there's five aspects to any experience that we have, that we have circumstances, thoughts, feelings, actions, and results. And so the way I see it, a decision is a commitment to four of those aspects. It's a commitment to a thought, feeling, an action combination that creates the result that you want. And sometimes these are results that we don't want to. <laughs> so Any new decision is simply a decision to believe something by committing to thinking it. Okay? And I'm going to give some examples here. But sometimes we have results that we don't truly desire. And these are also the effects of our decisions. So if you think about some of the results that you don't want right now, what comes up for you? Maybe it's an extra 10 pounds. It could be money in the bank. It could be you know, feeling like you're staying stuck. It could be being in a relationship you're not loving. It could be um, not having as many clients as you'd like, right? So I'm going to talk about three types of decisions. I'm going to talk about unconscious decisions, unmade decisions, and conscious decisions. Let's talk about the unconscious decisions first. These are, these are sometimes the results that we don't want. Sometimes the results that we do want. But most of our early lives, decisions are just given to us. Um, decisions we make from our pre-programmed, patterned minds. For example, when there's a lot of food in front of me, like, and different kinds, or sometimes even any food in front of me, I eat it. <laughs> And in the moment, it just feels out of my control. It just feels like, no, that was totally automatic. I just saw the cookies, grabbed a cookie, ate the cookie, right? But it's actually a decision that my programmed mind makes. And so let's think about this in terms of the thought, feeling, and action combination, okay? The thought is when i see the cookies i want it it's totally unconscious i want that the feeling that that thought creates an urge it's a sense of like urgency right i must have it <laughs> and the action of course when i when i'm thinking i want that and i feel that urge what do what does that drive me to do pick it up and put it in my mouth i eat it Okay, so the result is maybe an extra 10 pounds. I mean, one cookie isn't going to make you gain an extra 10 pounds, (laughs) but that sort of thought, feeling, action combination over time leads to that kind of result, right? Another example of this, let me just think of one in terms of business. The thought, well, let's just say, um oh gosh, like marketing. Like, okay, I want new clients. I know I need to market, right? It's step number one (laughs) to getting more clients is marketing. Um, The thought is, I hate marketing. And the feeling is dread. And the action is, I find other stuff to do instead. I distract myself. And the result, no clients, right? So these are, unconscious decisions that we make that lead to results that often we're not great with, right? Sometimes we can have unconscious decisions um, like uh, like brushing your teeth, for example. Most of us, for most of us, our parents made those decisions for us. You know, they're like, it's time to brush your teeth. It's time to brush your teeth. It's time to brush your teeth. And now as adults, guess what repeats in our brains and in our minds time to brush your teeth. <laughs> it's And it's just a normal part of morning and evening routines. We don't think about it. It's unconscious. Okay. When something is an unconscious decision, there's very little thinking involved. And so for the brush, teeth brushing, um, the thought is time to brush my teeth. The feeling is maybe neutral or maybe, maybe even urge. You had the urge to brush your teeth. The action is you brush your teeth and the result is healthy smile right okay let's talk about the second type of decision and we have the unmade decisions or indecision what an energy drain indecision is right decisions left unmade they hang over us whether we realize it or not Whether we realize it or not, we keep thinking, we keep ruminating and we get into this indecision debt. We go into debt energetically. I also call it indecision fatigue. We end up so exhausted from having these decisions left unmade. Here's the thing about decisions. They all happen in a moment. But so many of us hold off on making decisions because we don't want to make the wrong decision. And I say that in quotes. Wrong. (laughs) The truth is not making a decision consciously is still making a decision. Right? You're making a decision not to make a decision. (laughs) Wrap your head around that. You're making a decision not to change something. You're choosing your actions and relationships every single day, whether you acknowledge it or not. So what decisions have you been putting off? Just think about that. What have you been continuing to think about, but maybe you just kind of said, I need to keep thinking about it. And here's the thing. Sometimes... We need to put off making a decision because we don't have enough information, right? We need to get more information about um, maybe, a, you know, a purchase, something like that. Well, I need to know how it's going to help me. Is it going to be worth it, right? And that, even that question, is it going to be worth it, is a decision in itself because you get to des- decide that if it's going to be worth it, Okay. I really believe that we want to be decisive people. And one of the best ways to increase our energy and our power is to make conscious decisions regularly. Okay, so let's talk about that. What are conscious decisions even? Conscious decisions are the decisions we make with our prefrontal cortex. That's the executive part of our brain that has our best interests in mind. We step out of our primitive brain, our automatic brain, our pre-programmed brain, and we make a conscious choice to commit to a thought-feeling-action combination that produces a result. So within conscious decisions are powerful decisions. Okay, A powerful decision is a conscious decision that we make that will give us the result that we truly desire. So it's a thought, feeling, action, combination that we commit to. And we commit to it no matter what because we're committed to that desired result. So this is the difference between thinking something would be nice to have or do, or be, and believing I'm going to make this happen. A powerful decision usually requires the thought of I'm going to make this happen, no matter what. So I'm sure some stuff is already coming up as I mention this, especially because for so many of us, even the word commit brings up some fear, and it brings up some resistance. Um, Even the thought, I'm going to do this, I'm going to make this happen, there can be that self-doubt that creeps in, right? Or there can be some insecurity and some low self-esteem or some self-confidence stuff, right, that's coming up. One of the biggest things that gets in the way of this, of making powerful decisions, is fear of making The wrong decision. I mentioned this before. Here's my thought about this. There's no such thing as right or wrong. When it comes to decisions. That's what I choose to believe. And that has what, that is what has made me such a decisive person. I don't let things hang around very long. I don't let decisions be unmade for very long. Maybe a week at the most. As soon as I make a decision about something, I am just, I feel so liberated, whether it's like a yes or a no, right? So to me, there's no such thing as a right or wrong decision. There's just a decision. We decide what is right or wrong with our thinking. So even if we believe in a certain religion or certain human rights, they are still only beliefs that we've chosen, okay? Okay. Um, I'm not sure why I put that in there. <laughs> I guess when it comes to like moral, you know decisions, right? believing what is right or wrong, we get to decide that. We get to decide what that is for us. And redeciding what is right or wrong for you on a continual basis is what makes your life to continue to evolve? So even if you think about marriage, right? When you, when you commit to a partner, um, I think there can be like a religious or moral thought there that, well, I committed. I must stay committed. But what if you decided to recommit, redecide every single day? What would that be like? same with having a business. I think some people like they have this business and they've made certain business decisions and they feel stuck in their business decisions. They feel like, well, I can't change my mind now. I already decided this. And like, no, it's your business. You get to decide, you know, if that was a right decision or a wrong decision, or you get to decide if that's a decision that you just want to change. You just want to change your mind. You can decide to change your mind. What might have been right for you 10 years ago, or even when you were a child, it might not be the same as you grow older as tomorrow. You know we're continually changing and we're continually continually being provided with more and more information each day. So you can change your mind about what is a right decision, what is a wrong decision, what's a good decision, what's a bad decision. I like to think about my decisions as there's always good in the decision, even if I don't get the result that I wanted from the decision, I can decide that it was still the right decision because I learned something. You know, have you ever made like a, uh, an expensive decision <laughs> where you spent a lot of money and um, it ended up not giving you the result that you want? You wanted to, you know, you didn't think it was going to, you thought it would be better or whatever. Um, you can decide that that was an expensive lesson, right? And that you you will do differently in the future when you're making decisions. Now, another thing that can get in the way of making powerful decisions is our own follow-through. So oftentimes we avoid making powerful decisions, that commitment, right, to I'm going to do this. Um, Because we're afraid of our own lack of follow-through. Maybe in the past we didn't follow through with certain decisions and we don't want to experience that kind of disappointment again. So what I'm going to teach you today are some tools for following through on a powerful decision. So what is a powerful decision that you would like to make? Um, I know I can probably think of a few things. Like when I talk to clients, they want to make a decision about whether to get a um, private studio space to see in-person clients. They want to know whether they should let go of a studio space and go to remote. And so um, that could be a powerful decision for you, right? Of Instead of continuing to ruminate over it, is to just make a powerful decision to get the studio or let the studio go. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's a recommitment to taking action connected to another goal that you have or what else comes up for you, right? So why don't we follow through on our decisions? It really comes down to emotions. If we think about, let's say, the studio, for example, you think about maybe we might regret something. So that's an emotion. Regret's an emotion. And another th- emotion that comes up is just overall discomfort. I think that we all know, you know, commitment doesn't feel good 100% of the time. So as soon as we start feeling bad in the process of committing to a decision, we start to think that it's probably the wrong decision, or we're not worth it, or whatever other story is there. So here's what I want to offer you that can really help with making a powerful decision and follow through on it. The first step is to Make your conscious decision with your prefrontal cortex. So how do we do this? You need to make decisions with your prefrontal cortex ahead of time. And what I mean by that is at least 24 hours in advance. When we are making decisions in the moment, we're often using our primitive brain, our emotional brain. We're making decisions based off of how we feel in the moment. And while that can be useful, oftentimes it can be impulsive. You know, you've probably heard of or you might identify with making impulsive decisions and how you might regret that (laughs) down the road. So making a decision with your prefrontal cortex, it gives you some time to plan with intention and thought, okay? Okay. So that's the first step. Make your conscious decision, your powerful decision with your prefrontal cortex ahead of time. So don't make a decision and um, act on it right away. <laughs> if you want to make the decision and give your mind 24 hours to process it, okay? The second step, your powerful decision, it has to be compelling enough for you to get through the difficulty of committing. So you want to like your reasons for the decision. I want you to make a list of all your reasons you'd like to make this decision. And those reasons, they don't have to be right or wrong. Nobody else has to justify them. You just have to like them, right? Nobody else needs to validate it for you. Nobody else has to like it because nobody else is in charge of your life. This is your life. This is your thought process, your thoughts, your feelings, your actions, your results. All right, now, if you're making a kind of partnership decision, that's another story, right? Of course, you'll want to involve your partner and maybe take them through this process. Let's list all the reasons why we want to make this decision and all the reasons why we don't want to move forward with this and which ones do we like better. So the first step, make your conscious decision with your prefrontal cortex. Your second step, list your reasons and like them. (laughs) And then the third step, anticipate discomfort. When you make decisions ahead of time, you're using your prefrontal cortex, right? Often what will come up during the follow through is the primitive or emotional brain, the part of our brain that wants to avoid pain, seek pleasure, and do it with the least amount of effort. So it is completely natural for unwanted and uncomfortable emotions to show up. Just like when I did that little mini adjustment for somebody this morning that was remote, right? My prefrontal cortex was like, yes, let's help her. And then my primitive brain came on board and was like, what are you doing? This is, are you kidding me? <laughs> this might not help her, right? And so. I know that now because I've had so much practice listening to both and really making my prefrontal cortex the one in charge. So what are some emotions that you might anticipate when it comes to your powerful decision? This is really important for those of you who tend to change your minds a lot when it comes to decision. When you stop associating discomfort with right versus wrong or good versus bad, you'll actually honor your decisions and have your own back in the process. So it's really important, especially if you feel like you have a tendency to not follow through, anticipate the emotions that will probably, most likely come up when it comes to your powerful decision. Because when we can anticipate the discomfort and anticipate the specific emotions, we don't run away from them, right? We stay with them. We process them. We hold space for them. We go, aha, here it is. I knew this was coming, right? They don't catch us off guard. The fourth step, process that discomfort and follow through. So the only thing that gets in the way of follow through is giving in to discomfort. It's just obeying it, right? Reacting to this discomfort. You're, you're just like, the whining in your head begins the childlike tantrum begins and we're like okay I got to listen to that and go sit on the couch and eat cookies we want to obey our executive brain the version of us that made that initial decision because we made it knowing that it was aligned with our higher selves and that would help our it would help our future selves so what does processing that emotion look like not reacting to the discomfort the emotion not resisting or avoiding it but we allow it we get curious with the emotion so what does fear feel like what does dread feel like really identify it in your body um when i work with kids um and uncomfortable emotions come up i have them really go into their body um point out where they feel it in their body. Maybe it's in their chest. Maybe it's in their throat, in their stomach. Um, And then I have them name it. And when they do this, they can become familiar with the feeling. And they can talk to the feeling as if it's like a friend coming to visit. And we'll even have conversations with it. You know, what was the last one? I forget what she Named her emotion, hey, Barry. Barry was the emotion that um, one of my clients brought up. And we talked to Barry. What does Barry need right now? What does Barry want to do? What does Barry want to say? And so we can do this as adults too, is really become familiar with the feelings. They're not going anywhere. No matter how much we want to... Um, ascend (laughs) uh, our emotions and become superhuman and be like emotionally perfect all the time. It's not happening. Sorry. We're humans on this planet and they aren't going anywhere. So might as well sit with them and become familiar with them. And I promise the more that we do that, they don't drive. The The emotion sits in the passenger seat, right? So instead of getting uh, Identifying the emotion and getting totally consumed with it and associating it with the story. And because he he said this or she said that or whatever, we just get inquisitive and invite it to come along. Hey, hey, welcome back. Uh, You know, it's been a while. Or (laughs) you just visited five minutes ago. What are you doing here? Right? (laughs) So here's something that I can offer to those who go back and forth with decisions or have indecision debt. Start practicing with one small decision. And with that, decide on a timeline to reevaluate that decision. So for example, if you decide, what what would a small decision be? Um, uh, That you're going to drink water um, every day, you know, um, or drink a certain amount of water every day. Start there, start with something doable attainable but might you know bring some ambivalence along with it and then decide on a timeline to reevaluate that decision so I'm gonna I'm gonna decide that I'm gonna drink at least 24 ounces of water a day. Okay it doesn't even have to be business related all right which is something something that you will do every day don't let yourself change your mind for that seven days. Well, no, maybe I'll just go down to eight ounces. Oh no, maybe I'll just go down, go up 32. No, don't allow yourself to change your mind. 24 ounces of water a day. I told myself in one week, I'm gonna reevaluate this decision and then I will give it some thought. So oftentimes when we have this tendency to not be there to to go back and forth um, and change our minds on things, the thoughts come in. Well, what if I did this? Well, what if I did that? And we just react to it, right? A powerful decision is like, no, I'm deciding this for this timeline. I'm not even going to give those thoughts any attention until this timeline is up, okay? Here's what happens. Sometimes we don't give ourselves the opportunity to gather enough data before we make it the wrong decision. I actually see this with um, clients in their practice all the time. They create an offer and they put it out there, but they don't give it long enough. They don't get, they don't even do the near enough marketing as um, they could to get the results that they want and they change their mind and then they change their mind again. And the result that they end up with is not the result that they want in their business. They're not making the money that they want. They're not seeing the amount of clients that they want. So even in business, right, if you create an offer, if you decide on a price Give yourself a timeline to reevaluate that decision. And also give yourself some criteria to know if it's the decision that you want to recommit to. All right? So I hope this helps. Um, I hope that you will make a powerful decision that will really give you so much energy and liberate you and that you'll understand how to navigate the discomfort that may come along with it. Okay? Just because you make a powerful decision doesn't mean you're gonna automatically bring in more discomfort than you would have if you didn't make the powerful decision. You're gonna have discomfort no matter what. You're gonna have the same amount of discomfort no matter what because. There's discomfort in not making powerful decisions. There's discomfort in not having the results that you want in your life. So it's kind of like a different quality of discomfort, but it's no more and it's no less. So make a powerful decision. Move through the discomfort intentionally and on purpose and see what you're made of. You've got this. All right. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. are you an energy medicine or a sound healing practitioner and you're wanting to grow a thriving practice but you're feeling confused stuck afraid Don't worry. I have the perfect resource for you. Go to JillianFaldmo.com to claim your free Harness Your Emotional Awareness to Grow Your Business Roadmap. It will help you turn those emotions into the fuel that will drive the action to create the business that you love. Go grab it now. JillianFaldmo.com.